Coming to you live from the most powerful city in the world. Welcome to the Sideline Junkies. Sponsored by Anchor FM. Take it away, fellas. Good evening and welcome to the Tuesday Night Throwdowns. Presented by the Sideline Junkies and sponsored by Anchor FM. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. Coming to you on a rainy, rainy Tuesday night here in the DMV. Got a pretty packed show, so let's go ahead and get on to it. Uh, The biggest news we got right now. The Pelicans and the Lakers decide to team up, trade Anthony Davis. All right. I'm going to tell you everything I know, and I'm going to unpack this because we got a little update on it that just came out a couple of hours ago. The Pelicans get three first-round picks, okay? They also get Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Josh Hart. The Lakers get Anthony Davis. Now, the Pelicans also they get the number four pick Thursday. A top eight protected pick in 2021, it becomes unprotected in 2022. They got an unprotected swap in 2023, unprotected first round pick in 2024, and an unprotected swap in 2025. I don't know what in the world David Griffin pulled off down in New Orleans, but I would like to call that committing highway robbery without a gun. Because I'm going to start with the Pelicans. They are... (laughs) They're young now, even younger than what they were. But you just gave up Anthony Davis, who was set to make $27 million. All right? See you later, Mr. Davis. Happy trails. You have Drew Holiday returning. Solomon Hill. Etwan Moore. And if Julius Randle opts in, he's in. If they pick up Okafor's, uh, uh, uh his option, he's in. And then you got a couple of guys that are non-guaranteed. Christian uh, Wood, Frank Jackson, Kenrick Williams, and Darius Bertans are all on non-guaranteed contracts, so they may be back next year too. But with the addition of Ball, Ingram, Hart, plus possibly if they do this, (laughs) you're going to have Zion Williamson. So, Ball can learn a little bit more about the point guard spot from Drew Holiday, who's one of the top point guards in the league. All right? Let's let us let us go ahead and put that there and, and, and say what it is. He's one of the top point guards in the league. They are putting together a foundation. I'll say give them two to five years because, you know, they, a lot of moving pieces. They're going to have moved things around. But in two to five years, the Pelicans are going to be a contender in the West. There I said it. Write it down. Make sure you date it. Today is the 18th of June 2019. The big guy KG is saying it. They are going to be a contender. I believe that they they have gotten the good end of this deal. So let's see how they work this. All right. Uh, the trade doesn't become official. Until after July 6th. But. uh, Because of the swapping of draft picks. And the draft to be Thursday. Which is the 20th. You can't trade. uh, Drafted players. Within 30 days of them being drafted. That's the NBA league rule. 
So this trade may not be official. You may see moving pieces and different additions and subtractions, not player-wise, probably pick-wise, uh, up until the 20th, until it's really just put in the writing and submitted to the league office and approved. So it still may not be ready until the 20th. Now, looking at it from the Lakers side, you got Anthony Davis, who says he wants to sign his contract extension. Uh, fine. Great. Uh, now, the update is, this from Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. The Lakers are trying to expand the Anthony Davis trade and create an ability to open max a max salary slot on July 6th. The Lakers are offering contracts of Mo Wagner, Jamario Jones, Isaac Bongner, two additional teams so LA can satisfy CBA rules on creating $32 million in space. All right? So as of right now, under contract, the Lakers have LeBron James, uh, Maurice Wagner, Kyle Kuzma, Isaac Bogner, and Jamario Jones. Now, three of those players are already being offered up. If not all, if that individually all three to free up 32 million dollars in cap space to help free up 32 million dollars in cap space i should say so then the lakers are talking about signing a third superstar with the money they get so that you know it's another max contract and word around town is it's probably going to be Kyrie, or maybe even Kawhi, but i doubt it or kimba and I doubt that too, because Kimba said he would take less money, stay with the Pelic. I mean, sorry, stay with the Hornets. So who knows? But this is taking on this these moves that the the, the Lakers are making are making me look at them like the 2012 Miami Heat, the first year LeBron. Was in Miami. I mean, they ran through the league, the East. They did pretty good. They get all the way to the finals. They go up two games and none on the Mavericks and lose four straight. A lot of that was bench play down the stretch. Because, I mean, you and at this present point in his career, you can't play LeBron James 45 minutes in a game. I mean, physically, I wouldn't put that on anybody. I don't care how old you are. I wouldn't put that on anybody. But playing him 45 minutes and making him carry the scoring load, I wouldn't do it to Anthony Davis and make him carry the scoring load. That's what this team is shaping up to look like. It's going to be three stars and role players, but these role players, are not they're not going to be up to par if these three stars go sit down. Whether it be, you know, you sit them down two at a time, because you never sit them down three at a time. You sit them down two at a time, one at a time, it doesn't matter. But when they go out, you got to have somebody to step in and help carry their scoring load a little bit to keep things going. I don't think, you know, unless the money's there, you're not going to get any quality free agents that's going to go to L.A. and just be, you know, like ready to rock and roll and and, and do the thing and it's going to mesh. You know, it takes time for all of that. It's not going to happen like that. So... I don't really see this as being the greatest move. That's why I said, the, in my opinion, the Pelicans got the best end of the deal. Young talent to build with in the long run. That was one of the notes that I took. The Lakers, now the Lakers are about winning. 
that's the organization period and they've always been about winning they pretty much were the team of the 80s i don't care it's a battle between them and boston they were the team of the 80s uh they were the team of the 2000s because they were dominant then you got the west is just so competitive but you're putting together a super team but getting to the finals is not the goal the goal is to win a championship that's always the goal for a LA Lakers team that's the goal for the organization that should be the goal for every team in the NBA every team in sports period you don't go we're not just going to go to the dance we're trying to go there and take the prettiest girl home and the prettiest girl is that Larry O'Brien trophy and only one person can take her home when you can take that beautiful baby home right there then it's a successful season then it's a winning season and a lot of Laker fans, are we going to the finals? What does that mean? You're going to the finals. So what? You go to the finals and you lose 4-0, not saying that it would happen like that. What does that mean? Oh, geez, I'm just happy to be here. No, no, no. Ain't no happy to be here. Now, if you're the Charlotte Bobcats, your goal every year is, you know, should be to win the championship. But if you get to the finals, you know, oh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Because you've never been before. But that's not the case for the Lakers, they've been here before several times. Not this team, but this organization. And that needs to be the attitude flowing through those holes that it's championship or nothing. Nothing's a success unless you're hoisting the title at the end of the year. Then when you roll over into the 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 2021 season, the first home game, you putting a banner up that says 2019 20, uh, uh, 2020 NBA champs. That's the goal. And if things work out, and uh, uh, uh New Orleans, and 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 uh, geez, I can't even think of the guy's name. <laughs> I just had it. <laughs> and, and uh david griffin geez i couldn't think of their gm name and i just said it but and he does everything that he's doing now he keeps on this path and he puts together a team in two to five years we may be talking about the new orleans pelicans as first championship contenders then we'll be talking about them as champions that's it and that's all okay so moving on uh little other news we're going to jump into a serious topic real quick uh lavar ball was in the news uh, last week when the trade was first announced if you're not familiar of course lavar ball is lonzo lamello and leangelo's dad and he was saying that the Lakers wouldn't win another championship. And, you know, he's always said, if you get all three ball brothers, you can win championships. And, you know, I mean, great hype man for his sons. I mean, which you should be. But he was on first take and wow. Molly Kareem Rose, who's the host of first take and also Jalen Rose's wife. He made an inappropriate comment and has been condemned. And I believe he's been supposedly, I'm using air quotations here, punished by uh, ESPN. Uh, Miss Kareem Rose, Miss Molly Kareem Rose 
has said she's 100% satisfied, but, you know, she wouldn't be, if the higher-ups decide to book him again, she wouldn't be against it. She's okay with it. But uh, what he said was, you know, she was interviewing, it was uh, Stephen A., I think Max Kellerman was there too. They were on the screen. She was in studio and she said, switching gears. And his response was, you can switch gears with me anytime. In this day and age, you have to be very, very careful what you say. Now he could have meant that as, no, you can switch gears with me anytime. Don't worry about it. Let's go. He could have meant it that way. He could have meant it in a sexual way. I don't know. I'm not LeVar Ball. But, the look on her face let you know that, you know, she took that like, you know, hey, that was very inappropriate. And everybody's looking at that. I'm not going to say everybody. A lot of people are seeing it as inappropriate. Some people say they didn't see it as inappropriate, but I want to see the whole entire interview. And that's what I've been searching for before we came on here and I decided to join you guys. But before we did that, I've been searching for the entire video. And I thank Professor Lucky for that one. Because he hit me to it a little earlier today because I didn't know about it. My head's been in the sand looking up mock drafts for uh, the NBA and checking out camps and everything for the NFL. So I haven't been really on the TV too much. I've had my nose either in a laptop or in a book. But I thank the Professor Lucky for that one. I just, I don't know what to say. But. In this day and age, LeVar Ball, who's an older man than me, number one, should know how to speak to a lady. Number two, should know, uh, you can't say certain things. You know, even jokingly, you can't say certain things because not it's not about taking them out of context, but you can mean them one way, but they can be interpreted a different way. I mean, it all depends on whoever's listening. So, I mean, that's that. We'll see how that goes from there. And just, (laughs) we'll keep an eye on it. How about that? A little bit more NBA news. Uh, Al Horford expected to lead the Celtics. He's opting out. Uh, I've heard that Harrison Barnes is opting out in uh, Sacramento. Chris Paul wants out of Houston. I heard rumors of him and uh, James Harden not getting along. But as we knew last week, Houston has put everybody on the trading block. They said everybody's available, maybe even James Harden. So it's a lot going on out there. And just around the NBA, period. They say Chris Paul denies the report. But facts are facts. I mean, these things are coming out. They're coming from somewhere. And it's somebody that has inside knowledge of what's going on behind those closed doors down there in Houston. Okay. So they could deny the report and you could put a spin on it. I don't know. I wasn't there. But seems kind of funny. Kind of sort of everywhere Chris Paul goes, it seems like. It's always this type of issue. It's like it was this issue in L.A. 
Now it's the same issue resurfacing again in Houston. But who knows? Unless you're down there in Houston, we don't know. But, you know, I'm all about checking the rumor mill because a lot of times things you see on the rumor mill are absolute truth. All right. Jumping ahead later on in the week, we got the NBA draft. Now, every mock draft, every mock draft has Zion Williamson going number one. That's the power forward out of Duke. Uh, Ja Morant going number two. RJ Barrett going number three. And then after that, it's like taking 52 cards, throwing them up in the air and just picking one up because nobody knows after the first three picks who's going where. All right. Now, looking at the hometown Wizards, they need a big man. They need a big man. Now, they could get uh, 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 Bobo, who's seven foot two out of Oregon. He missed the uh, last half of the season due to injury. I'd like to see them pick him because on every mock draft, they got him going in the bottom half of the first round. Now, the Wizards pick number nine, pick Bobo. That's what you want. I mean, he's seven foot two, but he can handle the ball like a guard. He can move. So that's one. Uh, who's another center? You got Taco Fall, too. And they don't have him going until uh, the second round. But I'd like to see the Wizards get a big man. You know, somebody that can run the floor. How about that? And when John Wall comes back and somebody they can play off of, him and Bradley Bill can play off of, and that, that starts your cornerstone and then, you know, you build off of it. As far as my Bulls go, they're talking about taking Jared Culver. Jeez, uh, I can't even remember the brother's name. Uh, it slips me, but it's another guard they're talking about taking. Be quite honest, I take Cam Reddish. And they, they have him. He was talked about to be a top five pick. They got him on a few mock drafts in the top ten. But I would love to get a power forward. Uh, I mean, wouldn't mind Cam Reddish at, you know, his three. But I need a powerful. And they're talking about Taj Gibson for the Bulls and free agency. Thinking about it, thinking about it. The Washington Wizards would actually benefit from getting. uh, (laughs) They would actually benefit from getting Taj Gibson. That would be a good move for them. To be quite honest, I'm not going to lie about it. I think, you know, looking at it, at the Washington Wizards and looking at the draft, you have Mahimi coming back. Uh, you don't know what Dwight Howard's going to do. Uh, Troy Brown. But another power forward to add on would be pretty daggone good. So, we shall see what exactly is going to happen because we got let's official time for the NBA draft is one one day, twenty hours, fifty one minutes and thirty six seconds. So we got time to figure out how it's going to go. But right now, we're going to go and we're going to take a break. 
pay a few bills, come back, talk a little NFL. So stay tuned. Just like that, we're right back at you. Promised you a little NFL, so we're going to start it off on a sad note. Uh, Denver Broncos owner Pat Bowling passed away on the 13th of last week from complications from Alzheimer's. Um, He was 75. He had owned the Broncos since 1984. Now, under his leadership, the Broncos were seven-time AFC champions, three-time Super Bowl champions. And he also owned the Colorado, was a minority owner, I'm sorry, in the Colorado Crush, which was a AFL, Arena Football League team. And they won Arena Bowl 19. He was also slated to be a part of the 2019 Hall of Fame class. So to all the Denver Broncos fans, his family, Everyone, I, I I was hoping to get Delonte on, but he's on special assignment tonight. So Thursday, Delonte will have to come through with his words and let everyone know how much Pat Bowling meant to Denver and the Denver Broncos. One thing that will always be etched in my mind was the Broncos winning the Super Bowl in 97 and him standing on the podium and saying, this is for John, you know, Elway's first Super Bowl. That's what it was. It was for John. So rest in peace to one of the classiest owners in the NFL, Pat Bowling. Now on to a more upbeat NFL segment. Uh, Now, first off, got to come to you in the next day or so with Redskins perspective. Uh, but before we do that, got a question and this is a legit question. We always talk about the greatest teams in the NBA. Who's the you know greatest team of all time in NBA. And, uh, if you're smart, you'll say the 96 bulls, but you know, if you're young, you'll say, uh, the 2017, uh, 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 Golden State Warriors. Cause they were 73 and nine, 73 and nine is cool, but 72 and 10 got a ring to it. But, that's another show for another time. We never ask who's the greatest NFL player. Who's the greatest? Well, what is the greatest NFL team ever? You know, one team that actually put together and won it all, even if they didn't win it all. But you could take them out of their era and put them in any era and they'll dominate. So that's the question tonight. The greatest NFL team of all time. Who is the GOAT? A lot of people will say the 85 Bears. I mean, geez. 15-1 regular season. Uh, <laughs> Super Bowl win. Dominating Super Bowl win. I mean, th- their playoff run was dominant. My vote would be the 91 Redskins. Because wasn't a team with... A lot of stars, uh, pretty much dominant. I mean, they would beat soundly one game. I mean, really, let's let, let's be honest. They would beat soundly one game, and that was the Dallas game to end the eleven game win streak. So, a lot of people would say the seventy two Dolphins. 
17 and 0. That's all you have to say. I mean, but to add to it, you got the number one offense and number one defense of that scene uh, of that season. Uh they had the number one scoring team, and they also allowed the fewest points that season. So, and they did it in 14 regular season games. That's that's a vote. But I the 89-40 uh, San Francisco 49ers, I mean, <laughs> you got Jerry Rice, Roger Craig, John Taylor, Ronnie Lott, Joe Montana, Bill Walsh was not the coach that year. He was that was uh George Seifert in '89. So you got a a good vote there. 79 Pittsburgh Steelers, the 92 Cowboys. Hmm. I don't would I put the 92 Cowboys on this list? Or would I put 93 on the list? I'll put nine. I'll put ninety three on the list because they were more polished and way more dominant. I, I I felt that they were the ninety three Cowboys were a lot more scary than the ninety two Cowboys. Uh, the ninety nine St. Louis Rams, the greatest show on turf. That's got to get a, a mention in there. So tonight, tomorrow morning, go ahead and I'm a I'm a put it on Twitter under sideline junkies, and I'm gonna put a poll up: greatest NFL team ever. And just jump in there and cast your vote. Let's see what we come up with, you know. Let's have a little fun with it. I think that'll be real fun and see what everybody has to say because everybody's going to have a different opinion. And that's no problem with that. That's what opinions are. It's Everybody's going to be different. Everybody's not going to agree. That's the best part about being human because I don't have to agree with you. But I can disagree. State my stance, you state yours, and we can go back and forth and debate and then go off and have a soda somewhere and then talk about it some more. So, but not going to hold you guys long. Going to wrap it up, get on up out of here. Before we go, speaking of great teams, uh, I got to find the, I can't find my ESPN thing that I had saved. I had everything saved. Oh, here we go. Shaquille (laughs) O'Neal, the big Aristotle, the Shactus, whatever you want to call the brother. Uh, One of my favorite NBA players. He wants, hold on, let me, let me, let me pull this up because I got to get this out. He wants Ryan Hollins to stop saying a healthy Warriors team could beat Michael Jordan's Bulls. Now, we're talking about greatest teams ever, okay? All you youngsters that want to put Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, uh, uh, you know, you want to put them all high on this list over guys that, you know, careers are done, but they left their mark on the game. Yeah, you got to stop because... Even a healthy Warriors team, and you you pick one of the six championship Bulls teams, you're not beating them. I'm sorry. We've had this discussion. Matter of fact, it was about a year ago now, uh, right here on the sideline junkies. It's not going to happen, okay? So 
you can look at your statistics, but as somebody and one of the millions and millions that watched Michael Jordan play with the Bulls, that watched Scottie Pippen, you can you can take Dennis Rodman on the team and give us Horace Grant back. You can take Luke Longley and give me uh, 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 Bill Cartwright, okay? They would not beat the Bulls, okay? Let's just say that right there. We're going to leave it there. Stop it. So we're going to come back Thursday for the Thursday night uh, uh, throwdown. Can't even remember the name of my own show. <laughs> but the Thursday night throwdown will be during the draft. So we'll give an update and give our thoughts for Brian, the boss BJ, uh, Delonte, Junie, Jim, all on special assignment. And of course, we just came back after our hiatus for Father's Day. So I thank you all for listening. Thank you for tuning in and your continued listenership. Shout out to the Professor Lucky for the conversation we had today. Got to get you on doing some red skin stuff. Of course, most definitely, brother. Got to. But it's going to be addicting, I'm telling you now, because you, you're going to want to do it every chance we get because you got a lot of knowledge to, to let go. And I know it's a lot of people that need to soak it up. They thirsty for knowledge. They're going to need to drink. So that's shout out to Professor Lucky there, but for all the fellas, the People's Choice Don Rodriguez, BJ, Junie, Jim, Delante, even myself, the big guy KG, we thank you. We'll see you Thursday. Well, excuse me, we'll talk to you Thursday. Sideline Junkies out. Peace. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.